Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Awaken Your Path to Wellness podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Barb Wolger, naturopathic doctor. Poor metabolic health can significantly impact your health. Everything from fatigue, depression, infertility, obesity, anxiety, acne, chronic pain, and so much more. When your metabolic health is not optimal, the effects can often be vast and diverse. In a recent study published in 2019, it was found that only 12% of Americans were actually metabolically healthy. And we know that poor metabolic health increases your risk for every chronic disease out there. This includes cancer, heart disease, diabetes, stroke, and so forth. Now, clinically speaking, metabolic health is defined by having optimal levels of five specific markers without using medication. Those five markers include having good fasting blood sugar levels, low triglycerides, blood pressure that's within range, this is usually 120 over 80 or less, a waistline of less than 35 inches for women or 40 inches for men, and appropriate HDL cholesterol levels, which is what some people refer to as the good cholesterol. Now, we can improve most of these markers by consistently making choices that keep glucose levels in a stable and healthy range. And in today's episode, I'm going to talk about insulin resistance, what it is, and what we can do to help stabilize our blood sugar levels so that we can have optimal health. Now, first we need to understand what glucose is. Glucose is a simple sugar that's a breakdown product of the carbohydrates that we consume. When glucose enters our bloodstream, it signals the pancreas to release insulin. Insulin is a hormone that tells our cells to absorb that glucose. Some of this glucose is processed by our mitochondria to form energy, or ATP, and our cells use these. Any excess glucose is then stored in the muscle and liver as something called glycogen. And this can be converted to triglycerides and stored in fat cells. Now, the problem arises when our bodies are taxed with processing too much dietary glucose over long periods of time. This throws off the balance of these processes, and it leads to some of the health problems that I've already mentioned. When we have chronic excess glucose, this causes the repeated release of insulin from the pancreas. High levels of insulin over time can cause cells to become numb to insulin's effect. And that process is called insulin resistance. And when this happens, less glucose can get into our cells and thus circulating glucose starts to rise. In addition, high insulin levels block stored fat from being broken down and used for energy. So too much energy in the form of glucose leads us to actually have more trouble using energy effectively. Aside from what I just mentioned, when we have this excess glucose in our bloodstream, 
this causes three other rather serious things to happen. Number one, it causes inflammation. And we know that inflammation causes immune activation. We also know that inflammation is the underlying root causes to many other health issues. I did an entire episode on inflammation. It's episode number four, if you want to check that out. Number two, it causes oxidative stress. This creates an overabundance of damaging free radicals in the body that damages your tissues. And number three, it causes glycation. This means that the glucose is getting stuck to things in the body and causing dysfunction. So you can see why it's not surprising that the majority of common chronic diseases are rooted in poor glucose control. Furthermore, high levels of insulin block our body's ability to burn fat for energy. And this becomes a critical factor in individuals who gain weight, as well as individuals who have difficulty losing weight. Now, in order to improve upon our glucose control, we need to know what affects our blood sugar levels. And I'm going to start with the number one thing, and that's diet. This is the biggest lever you have in controlling your glucose levels. There are some things that you want to keep in mind when building a diet to help keep blood sugar stable. We want to avoid any excess sugar. To put this simply, sugar is the fastest way to raise your blood sugar. So we want to eliminate sugar as best as we can, which means that we need to read our labels. Unfortunately, sugar hides in many different foods that we use on a regular basis, things like ketchup, soups, spices, and so forth. So it's really important to look at the label of what you're buying. We also want to avoid naked carbs. Remember, our bodies will convert all the carbohydrates we consume into sugar or glucose. It doesn't matter if it's oatmeal, sweet potatoes, pasta, fruit, whatever. If it's a carbohydrate, it is being broken down into sugar or glucose. When we eat a carbohydrate without a protein or fat, it has a more significant impact on blood sugar. So for example, if you have an apple, it would be good to pair this with some nut butter Or if you're going to have a sweet potato, pairing it with a protein such as chicken and some olive oil would be beneficial. Finally, we want to avoid processed foods. A rule of thumb is the more processed a food, the more likely it's going to cause a quick rise in blood sugar. Furthermore, Processed foods often contain those added sugars and other damaging additives. We want to aim for low-carbohydrate vegetables such as broccoli, zucchini, greens, cauliflower, and so forth. Make sure to include fiber and protein-rich foods like legumes, nuts, and seeds. Now, there's some other things that affect our glucose levels that does not include food. 
And these are often overlooked when we are thinking of blood sugar levels. Exercise is an amazing way for us to regulate our glucose levels. When we work our muscles, we can need up to 10 times more glucose than when we're not working them. Muscle can absorb glucose without insulin, and thus we're not going to have the same insulin overload. Movement and exercise is beneficial for our glucose control. Going for a walk after a meal is one of the best things that you can do. Studies have shown that moderate activity for 30 minutes a day can improve insulin resistance and blood sugar levels. Now, stress, on the other hand, can negatively impact your blood sugar levels. Stress and blood sugar have a two-way relationship. Stress alone can increase your blood sugar levels, but we also know that raised or increased blood sugar levels can also affect the way your body deals with stress. And what we need to understand is that stress increases cortisol and epinephrine, And this makes our muscle and liver cells acutely insulin resistant. This means that our blood sugar levels are going to be higher, and that's not a good thing. When we do things to lower our stress, we can also help to lower our glucose levels. Things like meditation, getting out in nature, deep breathing, spending time with family and friends are all good options. But the one thing I really want to stress is that you need to work on this on a daily basis. We need to incorporate stress reduction techniques and modalities every day so that our bodies are always functioning optimally. And then we have to look at sleep. Sleep also plays a role when it comes to our blood sugar levels, and that's because it also involves cortisol. Our body interprets poor sleep or not enough sleep as a stressor and thus releases excess cortisol. And as I mentioned, an increase in cortisol is going to make us more insulin resistant. So it's really important that we work on improving our sleep and making sure that we get that seven to eight hours of good quality sleep each and every night. Be sure to check out episode two, where I talk all about sleep and what you can do to improve the quality of your sleep. So as you can see, glucose levels are largely within our control. With consistency and making healthy diet and lifestyle changes, we can keep our glucose levels stable and ultimately our bodies healthier. Insulin resistance is a huge issue in our society right now. And unfortunately, our health is paying the price. You have the power to change this. I hope that you found today's episode helpful and that you'll incorporate some of the things that I mentioned. Until next time, take good care. Thank you so much for listening to the Awaken Your Path to Wellness podcast. If you enjoyed the show, I would love it if you could leave a review. That is how more people will be able to create a healthier and happier life. Please remember that this podcast does not constitute medical advice. 
it's important to consult your healthcare practitioner regarding treatment options to make sure they are safe and effective for you. Stay healthy and be well.